there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. All right. Here we go. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Memorial weekend. Yes. 2022. Yes. Just like we did for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. We are going to do a special Memorial Day edition of the podcast. Yes. So, I'm going to start. Mine does not take place in Oklahoma. It's okay. I think we'll forgive you this time. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be great. And also, this won't come out on Memorial Day. It will be the day after. The day after. When everybody goes back to work. Right. Back to real life. Right. Because you know you're going to want something to listen to after you've had a three-day or more weekend. Yeah. And you now have to sit back at your desk. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will start on Memorial Day in Chicago in 1937. Woo. So we're going to travel to the past. Throw it way back. <laughs> <laughs> It was hot, humid, and sunny, which was a perfect day for a Memorial Day parade. Okay. Right? Yep. So, during this time, you have to think, there were still men that served in the Civil War. Oh, okay. Living in the city of Chicago. Damn. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, there were many veterans coming to celebrate Memorial Day and Remembrance and all that. Right. This also was just after World War I, between between World War I and World War II. Right, yeah. World War II hadn't happened yet. Right. So... Civil War veterans out and about. That just blows my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. Blows my mind. Yeah. So, as people do during Memorial Day weekend, there were families out doing picnics and just enjoying the heat. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. Is it like, I wonder if it gets like super hot in Chicago. I think it gets super hot, but they're right on the lake, too. So you got that lake breeze or whatever. Yeah, so you get a lot of breeze. And I think they get hot, but not, like, as hot as it gets here. Yeah. Okay. I can't imagine. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. You know? (laughs) What is the point? So everybody is sitting around eating picnic lunches. They're drinking Coca-Colas. Living their best lives. 
The OG um, Coca-Colas. The OG Coca-Colas that probably uh. still had a little bit of cocaine in them. <laughs> Maybe a tad. <laughs> and during this time, there was a strike going on. A worker strike. Oh, really? What were they striking against? They were striking against the Republic Steel Mill. Okay. In Chicago. The leaders of that organization would not sign union documents unionizing the steel workers. Mm, So the steel workers were early in their strike. They had been striking for about a week at this point. Okay. When Memorial Day ran around. Uh, came around. So one of the leaders of Republic had said, I will go back to hoeing potatoes. So digging potatoes. Right. Before he gave in to the strikers demands. I mean, okay. Yeah. Like, go back to hoeing potatoes. Cool, bro. Do that. Right. Um, You know. <laughs> so... These, that's the feeling of the leadership. Right. And the strikers are still early enough in their strike that they haven't necessarily become destitute yet from not working. Okay. So they're still, like, motivated and energized in their strike. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the people of this town just out on the outskirts of Chicago... They have a big Memorial Day parade. There's a strike going on. People are just kind of hanging out, Mm -hmm. enjoying their lives. And men, women, children, everyone was out there to support the strikers. Oh. Okay. Okay. All of their families were there. Lots of people. Yes. Got it. As they were doing their picket line, there were children riding on the backs of picketers you know, their dads and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So at some point in the day, on Memorial Day, mm-hmm. the picketers started to move down the street. Okay. So they just started advancing down the street. Okay. Of in front of the steel mill. And Police officers that were there to sort of provide crowd control and ensure that everything was going peacefully and all that mm-hmm. would say later that they saw the advancing strikers, some with children on their shoulders, as an imminent threat. Right. Because anyone with a mm-hmm. child on his shoulders is an imminent threat always. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's exactly. So okay. Uh-huh. So... The police officers started shooting indiscriminately. Oh, they just, they didn't even. They went directly to bullets. They went directly to bullets. Directly to got, bullets. Got it. Started shooting people. And there were several thousand people around this picketing demonstration. Jesus. Okay. So not just like 12 people lined up advancing down the street. There right. were thousands. Thousands. Of people, men, women, and children. Right. That are an imminent threat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I've got a clear picture. Yes. So they start shooting. And of course, when guns start going off, people panic. Right. And start advancing 
any way they can to get out of the situation. And they're running toward the cops. Oh, no. To get down the street and get out of there. Yeah. And so other people are getting hit. Not just the picketers, but people that are panicking and running down the street yeah. are also getting hit. Yeah. After the guns start going off, then they start doing gas uh, as well. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So kids are hurt. Women are hurt. Um, women are taken into custody and thrown into jail. Uh-huh. And it says here treated indiscriminately what the what the fuck does that mean i think they were like throwing him around jesus christ yeah okay so there all of this happens and then there are just people on the ground right Mm -hmm. there are people on the ground still yelling we have the right to protest we yeah. have the right to picket mm-hmm. and telling the picket line to like hold, hold the picket line. Yeah. When there are people bleeding on the ground. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So the cops reply, you got no rights. You red bastards. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. So essentially what they were saying was, you know, because unionized labor was not that big of a thing here, right? Right. So people sort of thought of it as a very communist ideal, a socialist ideal. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we're very early on in, quote unquote, America's fight against, you know, the communists. The communists. Yes. <sighs> so they see them as like communist sympathizers. Yeah. They don't see them as people that just want a fair wage and reasonable working conditions. That's what I was just getting ready to say. So anyone wanting a fair wage. Mm-hmm. Um, or safe or, working conditions. Yeah, safe working conditions where you're not going in every day wondering if I'll make it out of the mill alive. Yes. And with all of my appendages. Yeah. Um. You're a communist. Exactly. If you think that you deserve anything more than the bare minimum they are giving you. Okay. Got it. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> so you got it. You are right. <laughs> How dare they? How ever dare they? That sounds so familiar. <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So it wound up that... Hundreds of people are injured. Fuck. Hundreds Hundreds. of people are injured. Not just 100. No. Hundreds of people are injured, including women and children. Yes. Okay. Yep. And 10 people, 10 men, died. Okay. So, um, and, and they were all found to be... Uh, men that were in the picket line. Okay. Ten men in the picket line. So, it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. And there was a congressional investigation that found that there were no no problems. 
no problems oh, with mm-hmm. this. Right. It was all fine. Right. Everything's fine. So things totally. So you're fine. telling me that somehow maybe the government is being um, swayed one way or the other. Right. Way and, back then. And come to find out during this congressional investigation, mm-hmm. they found that the mayor of Chicago was the one who gave the order to shoot. Oh. To fire on the picket line mm-hmm. if they deemed it necessary. Okay. Right? Right. To stop the communists. Right. So, so dude walking with his son on his shoulders. Um, yeah. It was necessary to fire at that man. Right. Right. Uh-huh. When they just started advancing down the street. Right. Instead of staying in their I, little... I thought streets were like a public area and you could, you know, advance down a street if you needed to. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, hmm. eventually, the outrage from this, they call it the Memorial Day ma- Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, it reached... Like, three or four days later, tens of thousands of people poured out into the streets of Chicago protesting police violence. Good. And calling out uh, calling out the police for firing on people that had no weapons. Exactly. The only weapon in their hand was a picket sign. Mm-hmm. And had no intention to cause the police any harm or anyone else any harm. They just wanted fair wages and safe conditions. Right. So. How dare they? How ever dare they? So I was looking into it and, you know, because some people still think that unionized labor is very. Satan's work. Yeah. It's the devil's work. It's the devil's work. Yeah. And it's. It's the way that we're going to go into a socialist society Uh by unionizing labor. So I'll tell you how the unions were established here in America. Yes, please. They were established after the um, huge shirtwaist warehouse fire in New York. That was devastating. Devastating. And children, they still had child labor. Yes. So tons of children were killed. Tons of women. If you, if anyone, our 14 listeners, ever want a truly fascinating, it is the saddest story ever, the shirtwaist fire. It's called the, it was called the shirtwaist warehouse fire or something. Yes. Um, it, oh, God. It's just, it's a really tragic, tragic yes. story. Yes. And it was all women. And it was and because. Children. The leaders of this company mm-hmm. made these women work like 18-hour days or mm-hmm. some god-awful amount and paid them by the piece mm-hmm. and then locked the fucking doors. Locked them in. Locked them in. Like, padlocked them yes. in. Yes. And when this fire took hold, mm-hmm. no one was able to get doors open. There were zero fire escapes. Right. There was nothing because they were so afraid that their indentured servants mm-hmm. would make a run for it Yeah. during their workday that... These women died yeah. in a fire that no one should have 
died from. Correct. You know. They don't know they not only died died from the fire, these women leapt from the building to try to escape the yes. fire and died. Yes. Because this was a very tall building. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just it's devastating. Yeah. De- the most devastating story. Because there was how many women? It was a killed? lot. It was a lot. Um it was like somewhere in the realm of like 75 to 80 percent of the workers that were there that day on the floor yeah correct died correct because they could not get out right and to make matters worse the whole building was wood was wood was wood and the chemicals used at the shirt waste company were highly flammable yes so it's um it just took off sorry i totally went down a squirrel i like i that that story has always gotten to me. I know. Um, because they, I mean, they literally, like pennies. They made pennies. I don't even know if they made a full penny a day. It they was made basically ridiculous nothing. amount. Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of money. Um, and, yeah, it was young children and young women that yep. for hours, hours upon hours a day. The youngest girls that died were 14 years old. Yeah. Because they were still able to use child labor. Those are kids. They are children. And they were working over 50 hours a week, mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. And they would earn between 7 and $12 a week. Yeah. So, yes. So ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Triangle Shirtwaist Shirt mm-hmm. Company Fire. Yeah. Warehouse fire. Um, and there are photos of it. There are photos of the building and everything mm-hmm. else yeah. in New York City. But that was the that was the disaster mm-hmm. that essentially spawned unionizing workers and OSHA. Oh, okay. Safety for workers oh, wow. as well. Mm-hmm. And mandated uh, child labor laws and no more piecemeal work yeah. in the U.S. and everything like that. All of that stemmed from the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Dang. Yeah. So this in this incident in Chicago happened in 1937. The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire happened in 1911. Yeah, I was going to say it was like early, early. Like, yeah. I was thinking 1912, but yeah. So it took that long for even steel workers to try to unionize. And people are still trying to unionize oh, yeah. that can't that, get it done for whatever reason. But Well, I think we all know the reasons. Yeah, we all but know the reasons. We're just going to act. We're going we're gonna to play ignorant and act like we don't. <laughs> yeah. Because what do you do? Yeah. So, the Memorial Day Massacre of 1937 in Chicago. Hundreds injured. Hundreds. Thousands impacted. And 10 men killed just for walking in a picket line. Just for walking in a fucking picket line. For exercising their right Right to to protest. protest. Peacefully, Peacefully might I add. protest with no weapons. Um, Just a picket sign. I would love to know... How they deemed this not peaceful. That, yeah. that to the point where they had to fire upon. Exactly. Exactly. I it's it's like you could just take this story and put it today now. Yeah. Like what's changed? Not Nothing. a goddamn thing. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Nope. 
So that's my Memorial Day contribution. I enjoy that. It's pretty interesting. I'm hoping there's like a YouTube video or something about it. I wasn't able to find one, but um, there definitely is about the Triangle Shirt Waste Fire. Yes. And stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that's my contribution for Memorial Day. Why? Well, that was a good contribution. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. That was an I interesting one. did not know. Yeah. Okay, well, for mine, I'm going to bring it back home. Okay. Um, you know about this one. Okay. It's the Memorial Day murders of Donnie Swindle, Amy Wright, Terry Smith, and James Alderson. A quadruple? A quadruple Memorial Day murder. Man. Yes. Okay. So, it was um, the afternoon of May 30th, 2005. Four men would show up to a home just outside a salvage yard in South Oklahoma City. Two of them would enter a trailer and grab the individuals that were inside, these four individuals, take them outside, tell them to get on their knees. One of the men, his name is Gilbert Postel. Am I saying that right? I mean, maybe. Does it matter? Who cares? Yeah, he's a murderer. Anyways, um, would then open fire on them Mm -hmm. with an AK-47. Jesus. Would fire 30 rounds into the four victims. Uh Uh-huh. And only stopping because he tried to reload and it got jammed. Okay. So, when his gun got jammed, his brother, David Postel, then took his SKS rifle over to Donnie Swindle and would fire uh, six shots into his head. That feels a little like overkill to me. A little much? Just a tad? Way too much. Way too much? Yeah. Well, let me tell you... Why, maybe it was a little too much. Okay. So, okay. Within minutes of this shooting, Mm -hmm. numerous people called 911. This was at at 6.15 in the evening. This was during broad daylight. And an AK-47 is fully automated, right? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So you're just hearing like... Yeah. Yeah. I like how we do that. Yeah, yeah whatever. Where's our guys at when we need them? Um, <laughs> two individuals would actually see a police officer just down the street uh-huh. uh, coming towards them, and they would flag him down. It's just some guy on patrol with it, two, you know, two patrol officers, and say, "Hey, we've heard gunshots. We think over at the salvage yard. Can you guys go check it out?" There was like a lot of gunshots. Yeah. So these guys were. Within minutes, okay, the two patrol officers would enter the salvage yard and find the bodies of Terry Smith and Donnie Swindle, mm-hmm. um, the bodies of Amy and James would be found a little bit later when other police officers arrived. So were they not together? Hold on. Okay, sorry. Yep. Hold, please. I'm going to tell you. So many questions. Yes. Uh-huh. So, um, 
months previously, mm-hmm. one of the victims of the shooting, Donnie Swindle, was allegedly involved in a motorcycle, like vehicle accident, with Gilbert and David's father, Earl Postel. Okay, so let's clarify that. Yeah. One of the murderers was riding a motorcycle or hit a motorcycle in, like, a vehicle. Right. One of the murderers, one of the four men that went to the salvage yard to do murder, uh-huh. <laughs> was involved in a motorcycle accident. Uh-huh. He was on the motorcycle. The okay. murderer was on the motorcycle. Yes. And the guy that hit them in the mo- – or that he got into an accident with – was in a vehicle. Was in a vehicle, and it was one of those people. One of the four people that was killed. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Does that? Yes. Okay. So they were getting revenge for a fucking car accident? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So this, apparently this accident left Earl Postel with traumatic brain injury. And so he was very, like, really not himself. But you know what? Let I just want to keep telling you the story because the whole time I was researching it, I was like, all the what the fucks. Like, all the what the fucks are you serious? Okay. So, when the accident report was uh-huh. pulled, when all this, after all this went down, uh-huh. it was found that in that report, it only states that Earl lost control of his motorcycle and flipped it. There was no mention of this Donnie Swindle anywhere in the accident report. So where the fuck did his name come from? Thank you. Nope. We don't know. But let's let's dive a little bit deeper into the the postel um dynamic, shall we? I have so many questions. Okay. Okay. The research I did, I never could find how this swindle guy and these postel people knew each other. Uh-huh. I'm assuming they're all near each other. I'm assuming there's a lot of assumptions on my end that maybe they've worked had together, worked together or whatever. Somewhere. Yeah. Cause so this Donnie Swindell worked at a salvage yard slash like break shop type of situation. Okay. So I'm like, maybe they knew each other through that. I don't know. Um, From all the reports I could find Earl the one that had the motorcycle accident, not the two gunmen. The father. Right, the the, the father of the two gunmen. Yeah. He was heavily into methamphetamine drug manufacturing in the 90s. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was... Uh, so was he high and flipped his bike? That's exactly what I thought. Yes. Like, like there's a pot. We're both just staring at each other like this is... I'm so confused the most as to up. why you would even get. Uh-huh. I mean, like, the only thing I'm thinking is, like, the dad flips his bike. There's an accident report written up on it that, like, he lost control and flipped his bike and he was mm-hmm. taken to the hospital or whatever. Right. And then after the fact, you find out that someone was tailgating him or left the scene of the accident or whatever or swerved into his lane and caused him to right. wreck or whatever. Right. But how would you find that out? Just through the grapevine? Yeah. Or... I don't know. That's what... So 
I know. This is how I'm like, how the hell did they tie Swindle to this wreck? There's nothing that states. I even went through, like, the appeals stuff, you know, because I kind of give a rundown of, you know, what led up to the murders, all the kind of the backstory. No, no, there is no connection to Swindle and the Postels. So it had to have been through the salvage yard. It had to have been through maybe methamphetamine. I mean, maybe. You never know. All the drugs. Who knows? Okay. So... At the time of these murders, mm-hmm. Gilbert, the one with the AK-47, yeah. was 19 years old. He had been using meth heavily since the age of 12. Jesus Christ. So his brain was just like Swiss cheese. Uh, yeah, it was Swiss cheese. Point. Yeah. He also stated he had been using meth for days leading up to the murders. He had been on a high, like continuous high for days. So he could have just been like... Literally so fucking paranoid and so delusional that he had some sort of vision or whatever, Mm -hmm. or God came and told him that these people ran his dad off the road. And that was... There's no telling. Because the dad is the one that had it in his brain that the swindle guy did it. It was his fault. Really? Yeah. So the dad was the one, like, egging him on. Yeah. Yes. Oh, barf. Yeah. Okay. So on Memorial Day, apparently there was a whole bunch of local drug addicts at the Postel home um, using, you know, using, basically. They have what they called a smoke room. Even dad with the traumatic brain injury? Yeah, he was the one making it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, while they're all fucking high off meth, they start discussing the accident that Earl was in. And by all accounts, Earl continuously accused Donnie Swindle for causing the accident and that he should pay. So, you're saying this to a bunch of meth. A bunch of people that are high as fuck and yeah. paranoid as shit and yes. ready to go do something. Not thinking clearly. Whether it's take apart their VCR or go kill somebody. Yes. Because those are set, you know, yeah. the same level. Yeah. Then at some point the discussion of firearms comes up. Yeah. Okay? Of course. Like, Duh. look how big my gun is. Obviously. Because they didn't want to whip out their penises, I guess. They just wanted to compare to guns. Ugh. I don't know. Do, Ew. Do people do that when they're high? I don't know. Doesn't How matter. would I know? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> what if they did? That would be gross. Anyways, sorry. Boys are disgusting. Well, this I don't is know. true. <laughs> they are. They're so know. disgusting. <laughs> um, One of the men present had brought his AK-47 and a bag full of bullets. Just for funsies? Yep, just, just for funsies. Just for Memorial Day yep. cookout? Yeah, because the, they went outside after a while and started shooting the AK-47. Little target practice. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, after a while, after the target practice, they realized they needed more bullets. I hate when that happens. Yeah. So, they head off to a friend's house. Mm -hmm. This friend gives him a 
mag like the magazine mm-hmm. that's got like 30, 30 rounds whatever. Yeah. in this magazine, right? So cool. Gives in the magazine. They also brought their SKS rifle. They were gonna go do some more target shooting. Duh, why wouldn't they? Right. So this friend that had the AK-47, they all loaded in the van. So it's David. It's Gilbert, it's Earl, and it's this guy named Randall. Randall's the one that brought the AK-47. Oh, shit. So he provided yep. an automatic weapon that was used in a murder? Yep. Just wait. Ooh. Just wait. It gets worse. That's not where you want to be when Jesus comes back. No. So as they leave this friend's house, after getting this magazine and more bullets, uh, this Randall guy notices they're not going the right way. Towards the place they usually do target practice. They're going a different way. And by his account, by his testimony, he then asks, hey, where are we going? Isn't the target range that way? Target range. I say it like this is some, you know, these are people that probably went out in somebody's backyard. These are not people that go out to... Where, what, yeah, what's no, the one that we've not, gone to? They're not going to H&H and no. like, hey guys, let's do some targets. No. shoot up some paper dudes. No. Um, yeah, no. So at that point, Gilbert says, we're going to Swindle's home. And yeah. Yeah. At this point, if you're that guy, if you're that guy that brings... An, AK. A- an AK-47 to uh-huh. the party. Yes. You're, like, waiting for them to stop at the next stoplight, and I'm just walking away casually. Yeah, just grab just grabbing grab your, your gun, gun and, and just walk away casually. Walk it like, off. Nothing is nothing good is going to come from people that are high on meth, mm-hmm. have access to an automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. Two. To two weapons. Uh-huh. Yep. And then holding a candle for this guy that they think hurt their dad. Right. Who's obviously still well enough to produce meth. Yes. But whatever. That's neither here nor there, I guess. This is what I'm saying. So, right before they get to Swindle's home, about a block out, Bias, this Randall guy says, Gilbert then asks his father, Dad, what do I do if his dad's there? If Swindle's dad is there? To which Earl replies, replies, kill everybody there. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Yeah. Yes. So you, a grown-ass man, are telling your 19-year-old kid who you got hooked on meth at 12. Yeah. I need you to kill this person for me because look how brain dead I am. I am so confused. Uh-huh. The the amount of bullshittery <laughs> that happens in this family dynamic is fucking stupid. Right? Right? Like I mean, I, I was done with this family already when they were like, "Oh, he was hooked on meth at 12." Yeah, 12. I, like, I was done with this. Daddy got me hooked already. on meth at 12. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So, they would then pull up to Swindle's home. Gilbert and David would enter the home, one through the front door, one through the back door. Mm -hmm. Grab all four people, usher them outside, 
tell them to get down on their knees, and then Gilbert proceeds to open fire on the on the four. Amy and Alderson, remember I said they were found mm-hmm. a few yards away. They had tried to run for their lives, and Gilbert ran after them and shot them. Yes. Jesus. Yes. David Postel then is the one that walked up to Swindle and fired six rounds into his head from the SKS rifle. By all accounts, this Swindle was more than likely gone already. He was more than likely deceased, having almost 30 bullets entered into his body. This was way over the top. To have six S. I had to look at what an SKS rifle was. Right. Because I didn't know. But that's a that's a large it's a large, large semi. Cali- yeah. Large caliber semi yeah. Cinema. And I was okay. like, okay, you mm, you needed to put six whatever. They were all high. Doesn't matter. Um so like I said, within minutes, police arrived. There were tons of people that not only saw that they were in a van, saw this van pull into the salvage yard, heard the gunshots, witnessed the van pull out of the salvage yard, like had all of these witnesses come forward. One of the women was a bartender that was literally across the street and watched them pull in. What? Yeah. Another lady was in a store, saw the whole thing. So they didn't give two shits if they got caught. They didn't. They they thought, uh, maybe we should hide the van. So one of them drove the van to Indiana. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, they were all, yeah. What? This is... This is what being... This is insane. Yeah, this is what can happen if you use methamphetamine. Like, you're not thinking clearly, one, you decide to kill somebody for an accident, two, and then you think you are going to be caught by your vehicle and not the fact that multiple people saw you in that vehicle. in the fucking neighborhood heard you do what you do. Yeah, heard you shooting... Yeah, and there were multiple people... Um, that were at that home day getting high that uh-huh. also were like, yeah, I overheard them say that. Yes. Yeah. So. Jesus. Yeah. So it just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't going to turn out well for them for sure. By August, all four had been caught. All four had been arrested. Uh, <laughs> Earl Postel would be found incompetent to stand trial due to his brain injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Yeah, he was incompetent. <sighs> Even though he talked his 19-year-old son into killing somebody. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and you know he's still at home making meth. Oh, I'm sure. Gilbert Postel would be found guilty and receive two death sentences for the deaths of Amy and, and Alderson because mm-hmm. he chased after them. Mm-hmm. And shot them from behind. Yeah. Um... David Postel would be given a life sentence, uh-huh. the guy with an SKS rifle. And then Randall, the one that supplied the gun, mm-hmm. he would reach a plea agreement and his charges would be dropped. He didn't serve any time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when yeah. was this? This was in 2005. This was 17 years ago. He didn't even face weapons charges for owning a a fully automatic rifle? Nope. Nope. All charges were dropped. 
Yeah. I am bamboozled right now. Yeah. I'm shocked. Same. So, Gilbert, the (laughs) one that shot the AK-47. Yeah. The one that got the two death sentences. He would try to appeal his convictions, obviously. On what grounds? That he wasn't given a fair trial and that he was a 19-year-old. Oh, he had like an IQ of 70. Or less than 70 or something like that. Like, they were trying because to get him. his brain was Swiss cheese from yeah. being on meth for the better part of his entire life. Yes. Yeah. So, they denied it, as they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he actually was put to death February of this year. Shit. Of 2022 at the age of 35. Shit. Yeah. He was, I think, the sixth man put to death after they did the... With the moratorium. Yeah. So, yeah. But he, they tried to, um, you know, appeal the conviction to just take it down to life without, you know, the death sentence thing um, because of all that. Um, They said that once he got clean in prison, he actually became like A a model prisoner. Well, yeah, I'm sure as soon as he got away from his fucking dad, he was probably like, oh, this isn't the way life is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Because they have done studies and people that, especially with methamphetamine addiction, people that get clean from meth, it takes a while, but the brain actually regenerates those areas of the brain that essentially there's holes get deleted Mm -hmm. and stop functioning. Mm -hmm. They can rebuild themselves. That's awesome. Your body is strong enough to rebuild itself as long as you're not constantly killing it with meth. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean. He had 17 years of being clean, so. Or, I mean, I think some nowadays you can get anything you want in prison. But from all accounts, it said he was clean. Not on death row. You're you're in solitary. Oh, that's true. Well, there was something saying that he was given, like, certain responsibilities on floors for like cleaning and feeding some of the other prisoners. So, Oh really? Yeah. Like he was given. Good for him. So, but he did right before, um, his death sentence as he, he did say, you know, that he knows what he did was wrong and he's, you know, he just, all he can do is say he's sorry to the families that he affected. Like he knew, but he was like, I wasn't in my right mind. So yeah. What about the other brother? Nothing. Nothing on him. So he's Did he get a death sentence, too? No, he just got life. And the dad got fucking nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I am shook. Yeah. I wonder if this guy's still around. I don't know. I don't really want to find out. <laughs> I'm like, you are a, you are a worthless human being to... Do that to your own children. Yeah, make your and, kids do that and then let them take and the let fall them, and you get away scot-free. Yeah, let them rot. Let one of them be put to death, literally. For what? Yeah. Because you're now in a wheelchair? That was probably the meth, not your motorcycle accident, sir. It's probably the copious amounts of methamphetamines that you ingested and or made. Man. Yeah. I have so many questions. Yeah. I know. Shit. But that Shan is the quadruple murder of Memorial Day 20, oh, 2005. 2005. 
That was a wild ride, Shai. I know. Our little short episodes. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Ooh. That was gross. I know. That was real gross. I yeah, the one of the um one of the articles said that Swindle's mom um was not allowed to identify her son's body because there wasn't How a lot could left. You? Right. There yeah. wasn't yeah. So, I mean Yes. How could you? Yeah. That's nuts. There was, yeah, it was kind of indistinct. And those other people that just happened to be there in the home with him. Yeah. At the same time. They literally had nothing to do with this alleged car accident or anything. Literally nothing. 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 They were probably just hanging out on Memorial Day weekend, like, drinking beer or whatever. Yeah. Like we do. Yes. Yeah. I know. Like, this is why you lock your doors. Yeah, I mean, you have to lock your doors. Don't ever have leave your to. doors unlocked because you never know who you've pissed off and they ha- now are obsessed with killing you. Ew. Like, I just wish I kind of knew the backstory about this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it I had desperately to- want to know how they got from point A to point B yeah. and saying that that guy was the cause of the accident. Right. Or if this guy, like, with a traumatic brain injury, did he just have a, like, did he just latch on to something? It could have. I mean, that was nonsense. Yeah. It had to have. It had to have been that. Yeah. Wow. I know. That was crazy, Shy. I know. Well. Happy uh, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. And we just got really dark really fast. Um, But we hope you enjoyed your three-day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and back to the real lives now. Have a great summer? Maybe. Uh, maybe a tad. Go listen to something that's lighter than this. Yeah, maybe you need a palate cleanser after <laughs> this one. That was real dark real fast. Um, <laughs> We got some good things coming up for, got to do some fun stuff over the weekend for the podcast mm-hmm. and great things happening for the podcast coming up in July. Yep. We're super excited. We don't want to. Say anything too quickly. Or do we? Do we want to tell them? No, we'll wait till it's closer. Okay. That way we don't have people being like, what? What, well, what is this? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. What's good? Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. all 14. So you. we're like learning all the things and and just riding this roller coaster as long as it'll let us stay on the ride. Yeah. So ugh. we'll see. Yep. We love it. We love being able to do this. Yep. And we'll have another regular episode next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Whoop, whoop. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. Good job, Shay. You too, Shan. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at you're doing fine. Okay. Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore. Okay. Underscore pod.